Listening to the Coffee Hour, I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Monday. <laughs> yes, Happy it Monday. Is. I, I <laughs> Happy like, March. I feel like you're having a Monday. I, I'm Happy having March. a Monday. <laughs> it is March 1st. <laughs> and uh, it is Monday. That means it is Mental Health Monday. We're going to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman here in just a moment. And uh, we're kind of in between series. We're going to take a little pause in our series here today and reflect on um, all things. Uh, related to the the impacts that we have uh, experienced in the past year. So I think the term we might be using is COVID-versary, uh, reflecting on when this all began. And, and so we'll, we'll take a look at uh, some COVID-versary related topics here in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of the Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. It is time to check in with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday. Good morning, Heidi. Hi, friends. It's good to be together today. Maybe we can um, help Sarah's Monday move in the right direction. That's right. <laughs> Just get a case of the Mondays. Nothing like Mental Health Monday to get it going in the right direction. That's right. I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. You're welcome. You're welcome. We are nothing if not here for you. Uh, I'm excited to talk about COVIDversary. I created this idea because I had written on some of my social media platforms, Heidi Gaiman writes and things like that, that I could kind of feel the claws of grief just like sneaking back into my psyche. And for me personally, trying to figure that out and to sit with it for a minute is really important for our mental health to let that uncomfortable thing rise to the surface so we can name it. Uh, and so when I realized what it felt eer eerily similar to was the loss of my grandpa uh, and how that rises up every year at about the same time that his loss and funeral was. And I was like, oh, grief anniversaries. Yes, I didn't think about that, but we're all coming up to about one year when the world shut down. And I think it's very helpful for us to have a time of sorting, if you will, just a time to honor it, uh, to honor the hard stuff, the suffering and the trials that came with it, and also honor the growth and the grace and what we have gained through it. And I'd just like to point out before we start this conversation that both those things matter. I think oftentimes we usually choose one or the other, and that puts our mental health in a juxtaposition that is a spiral, if you will. Mm -hmm. You know, if we're Pollyanna-ing COVID in our lives and, oh, all the family time was just so lovely and like, oh, you know, I uh, <laughs> didn't have to go to work. Uh, that's great. Also understand that it may not be somebody else's experience and that's likely not even the full story of your own. And so that is one way we tend to move. And then we also tend to move in this kind of very Debbie Downer. It was all terrible. My whole life this last year has been awful. Um, and, and that uh, might even be true. Um, but in every single instance, there is usually another side to that coin. And so today we're going to try to help everyone honor both of those sides of their coins of COVID. So COVIDversary, here we go. All right. It's everyone's favorite topic right now. Uh, mm. Where are we, we going to jump in first? 
Yeah, so I have a little outline and I got very into my alliteration and I don't, it's the writer in me, I can't help myself. And so if you go to the Heidi Gaben Writes Facebook page uh, or on Instagram for KFUO too, we have a little outline that you can utilize in your conversations about this in the coming month. And I noticed that everyone has a little bit of a different shutdown date. And so while we're all kind of experiencing this in uh, shared humanity, we also have our individual experience of it again. And so honor where you need to honor that. Uh, it's up to you. So I'm just basically blanket during the month of March, my family and I will talk about some of these things. And we are going to have a dinner, a special dinner and, and just take a moment, take an hour out of our lives to sit around the table and really hash out a little bit. Uh, so we have COVID chaos. COVID cancellations, COVID crisis. And then the last topic is COVID with Christ. And that includes the ideas of gifts, grace, and growth. Um, and that's really where we get to especially a lot of the good stuff. Now, of course, in your conversation, let it be organic. Let all of this interweave and all of that stuff. But those are the things I've noticed that we need to at least address that we've all experienced. And so let's start with COVID chaos. What is COVID chaos? <laughs> and I think this is really the most overarching experience that we can all relate to, that COVID doesn't make sense. <laughs> and it came upon us in a way that didn't quite make sense. For some of us, it felt a little more chaotic than others. I think some people kind of had a premonition and watched it coming a little bit, whereas others, it felt like it just dropped in their lap. Um, but whichever experience you had, at some point, you found yourself sitting in your home trying to do Zoom. And that felt chaotic to our systems. Even, you know, I work remotely, generally, uh, and or I had been working remotely generally, and it was still like, whoa, this is not the normal, right? Like now my kids are here asking for snacks in my Zoom meetings, and now <laughs> I need to teach math while I'm trying to like, you know, convince someone to care about mental health. Like all of those things seemed chaotic. And, and again, there's good stuff in that, and we'll get to that, but honor the chaos a little bit. I don't know, how about you guys? Do you have anything, any thoughts on chaos in COVID? <sighs> I feel like the whole last like year has been one long episode of some level of chaos and mm -hmm. everyone has experienced it very, very differently. And I think, well, I mean, we'll get to this in the, the growth part of it, but I think uh, talking through it has been so helpful mm -hmm. too, because there is a lot of growth that has happened from learning how to deal with something that is mm -hmm. so uncertain day in and day out and and mm -hmm. learning more about ourselves and how we react to those situations um, and also mm -hmm. learning more how to how to lean on God through all of this because we obviously mm -hmm. have no control over most of what's happening right now. No, absolutely. And it is a beautiful thing when chaos comes into our lives, when uh, something we don't understand happens in our lives or we're even confronted in a conversation with something that doesn't make sense to us, it doesn't fit our worldview, now we're talking about new neural pathways, you guys, like this is the good stuff of learning and growth. Um, and so while it, it's one of those things, like from the story of Joseph, like you meant it for evil, but God means it for good. That's how 
God works in our world, he often takes the things that are the most chaotic, the most hard for us to understand and deal with and turns them around and uses them for so much benefit. That doesn't make them not hard and it doesn't make it not worthy of tears um, and sorrow and hurt, but it, it does mean that there's a lot of hope in that. Um, and so you're right, COVID continues to be chaotic for us, like quarantine and how many days you quarantine and uh, <laughs> who's getting the shot when. Like, I feel like, again, if none of these other categories fit for you, chaos usually fits for people with COVID. So just take a minute to honor where you've experienced that. Maybe you're a, a Lutheran educator or educator in the public schools and <laughs> you've had days where, you know, you're teaching on Zoom and you're teaching regular students uh, in the classroom and you're also trying to help a colleague and, you know, there's a chaos there too, or pastors trying to suddenly be Facebook ex live experts. And uh, there's... A lot of us have experienced that with our work. Uh, maybe you've had your life turned upside down because of a loss of a job uh, in the economic crisis of it, or at least a season of some unemployment or lesser employment, those kinds of things. It's, it's good to honor it. And so I think that brings us to COVID cancellations. You know, one of the things that we miss, that we <laughs> lost out on, like, I need you guys to get to a concert pretty soon for my mental health or a live <laughs> production of theater. You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's a lot of things that I think we miss. How about you guys? What things got canceled that were difficult for you? If you don't mind being a little vulnerable. Oh man. Oh, You're welcome. Boy. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I have a list. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pick yeah. one. I'll, I'll, I, I'll let Sarah go first because I know she has a big one that was yeah. like they were big plans that mm -hmm. was right before when all this yeah. happened. Yeah, and every time I tell this story, it doesn't become less sad to me. <laughs> Which is, it's okay. Um, That's the whole point of COVID bursary. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband and I celebrated ten years, our ten year wedding anniversary in 2020, and we were. We had this big trip planned to Chicago to go see Wagner's Ring Cycle, which was this epic event with the Chicago Lyric Opera. And it was in April <laughs> and we had our uh, tickets. We got our tickets uh, in the mail. And I think the next week it got canceled and it was just, we were uh -huh. grief stricken because, yeah. because we had this, I mean, this was a, a huge event planned for us. We'd been planning it uh -huh. for a long time. We saved up money because it was expensive. Uh -huh. And uh -huh. then it just, it just went away. And like there was nothing to replace it too. I think that was yeah. part of the hard part is that the, it's one thing if something gets canceled and you can kind of, you know, mm -hmm. replace it with something that is similar, but during COVID there's, there's no replacements. It just, it's just nothing. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? Yeah. We had a trip to Iceland canceled also for our 20th anniversary and yeah, everything you're listing, I'm like, yes, I totally hear you. And I mm -hmm. talked to a waitress one time just in the last couple of months that they were supposed to go to Disney world with their family. And, you know, it wasn't for them that's not something they would have done in a million years and they've planned for it for so long. And, and so I think you're right that those ones that they, they're not rescheduled yet, or maybe they're mm -hmm. just starting to get dreamed of again, even there is a loss even in that. So that's really helpful. Mm -hmm. And you mentioned something that uh, I have to mention from our chat is that <laughs> you'd forgotten a lot of the bad stuff from last year. And I just want to point out that that is fine. And that is a very regular experience. Your mental health remembers 
And that's why we want to take this moment to dial back a little bit and to have some time with it because we need to process it. Otherwise, our bodies will hold on to those things um, that we don't give them time to honor. So we're, that's that's why we do this. So that's I really mm-hmm. appreciate that vulnerability, too. All right. How about you, Andy? Uh, similar. I, well, not on the same scale, but still a, a, a cultural event. We didn't have like great plans associated with any sort of special occasion, but we do enjoy theater here in the St. Louis area. And uh, this was the, we had taken a couple of years off from going to see shows on a regular basis at the, at the Fox theater here in St. Louis. And so last year was, was one of the years, it was the year that we had resumed that and it was just a great lineup. And I just miss going to see good theater like mm-hmm. in person, mm-hmm. not, mm-hmm. not on a screen. <laughs> yeah, no. Right. It's totally different. And yeah. that community experience of sitting with other people and sitting yeah. near other people, right? Like, mm-hmm. like even when we that? go places now, there's all this space and space is so good and it's nice. And I, I love it. My social anxiety loves it. And also it's a little sad. It's not the mm-hmm. same. Um, so yeah, all those cancellations matter. And I think about kids, kids especially need to process. Although I believe strongly that we as adults need to kids, uh, it really helps build their resilience and and they need it kind of lined out for them to get to the resilience, uh, of all of the chaos and all the cancellations. And just think about the impact on their little bodies with school and not being in the same spaces that they're normally used to moving within and their social relationships really being part of that place for them. Um, Or, you know, I think of my 16 year old who, for him, just the fact that the Zoom classes were only about 15 to 20 minutes for each high school component, because it's just too long all day long to be on Zoom. And then he would Mm -hmm. just sit and stare like in his room to some extent Mm -hmm. at some points, because it's just, it's so hard and weird and sad, Mm -hmm. you know? And so Mm -hmm. honoring that, and I had a COVID senior and some people have COVID seniors this year. There's a lot of cancellation in that for them. And just really uh, being aware and letting them have a space, even if great things came from it, that those cancellations do matter. So, all right, when we come back from break, we'll do COVID crisis, and then we'll move on to those great COVID gifts, grace and growth. Mm. It is Mental Health Monday on the Coffee Hour. We're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Concord Matters is the program where we seek to be of one mind that is the mind of Christ. And to do that, Christ-confessing Concordians read through and discuss the Book of Concord, which is our Lutheran confession of faith drawn from Holy Scripture, so that you too may be of one mind and confess with Christ. Be sure to listen every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central on KFUO Radio or anytime on KFUO.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Until we convene for Concord again, keep confessing, church. The USA is the third largest mission field in the world, and church planning is one of the most effective means of making new disciples, new missions to new people and new places. 
Get ready to plow the fields. Check out the Mission Field USA podcast produced by the LCMS Office of National Mission. You can find it at kfuo.org or anywhere you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Mental Health Monday here on the Coffee Hour. Where we're talking with Deaconess Heidi Gaiman for Mental Health Monday and uh, observing COVID diversity. Is that the right word we're mm-hmm. using? Yeah, I mean, I like to make up words. It's my jam. I tell all my therapy clients, if you don't have a word for that emotion, just make some up. Like, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we're doing that with this too. Yeah, COVID-versary. If you don't like that, you can call it a COVID-anniversary. But we talked about the chaos that came with the last year and continues to come at times. The COVID cancellations that came. Um, and I think it would be really fun to collect some from listeners. I don't know if we'll have a spot to do that, but it would be fun to create, you know, some of the impact and how people have used some of these conversation topics uh, for themselves and their families. Uh, but let's move on to COVID crisis, and then we'll get to uh, COVID with Christ is what I like to call it, because God brings so much good from our hard in life. Uh, and we'll talk about gifts, growth, and grace. And so COVID crisis, I included this because it, it is a pandemic. It is a global pandemic. And there were people who died from COVID. There were people who lost loved ones from COVID. There were uh, essential emergency health workers who were in constant crisis mode for months on end. And I think this is significant because with that crisis comes a whole lot of cortisol. (laughs) Our body (laughs) releases the stress hormone. And I think a lot more people experienced uh, some traumatic impact from that amount of cortisol being released than maybe we realize. And so I would just encourage anyone to reflect on, be real. If crisis wasn't your vantage point of the last year, completely fine. But if it was, or if it was for someone you love, that that especially needs a place for processing for our mental health. And so just, you know, I would love to see uh, free therapy from (laughs) all the states to go out to our uh, workers who are on the front lines, for instance, Uh, in the same way that we need that after a natural disaster, we need it in recovery efforts. We really need to see places that are safe for people to collect their thoughts around this and to have, so maybe some specialized therapies like EMDR um, or uh, neurofeedback, different things that help our brains just kind of recalibrate, if you will, after a big experience like this. Again, our bodies hold all of that in. And so we want to tend to that, uh, being able to get a lot of water, rest, exercise as things start to settle down a little bit more for people is also really helpful. So do you guys have any thoughts on COVID crisis? Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, I, I was pretty sheltered through most of this. And I think a lot of the people that are in my close circles of friends were fairly sheltered and and haven't lost anyone close to them. Thank, thank, Thank God. Um, but there's also the, that crisis of dealing with this in your, in your own enclosed circle, even if you didn't really know anybody, there's the constant worry about uh, older parents, 
or, you know, the crisis of, of debating whether or not to actually see people okay. um, and dealing with your own mental health of just the worry of, of whether or not you're going to get it, whether you've been exposed. Uh, that is a hard thing to, to just work through that constant fear of, of whether or not you, you have it, or maybe you don't have it, or you just don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness. That's a good point. I hadn't thought about the, like, maybe I have it, maybe I don't, I'm not sure. Oh, should I get tested? So I'm not sure if I should right. get tested. Like, yeah. Yes. No, all Every day. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I didn't even think about that. And, you know, I talked to a pastor from the St. Louis area, uh, last week and he had done some research and, uh, for, I'm not sure this data or where it comes from, but in a local school district near them, about 60% of the teens had reported suicidal thoughts in the last year. So that, again, is part of what we call like the COVID crisis, that there is a mental health crisis that came upon our kids and upon um, a lot of people in this last year. And it, it needs some tending to. And if you are a parent or a loved one of someone who was like, I need therapy, I need some help, I cannot handle this on my own, there is no shame in that. I think, again, if we move into the gifts of COVID in just a second, one of the gifts is all that mental health stuff we haven't been dealing with, we were at the breaking point where we had to deal with it for a lot of people. And there is a gift in that, that it's in the open and God can bring a lot of light when we're not storing it up and putting our fig leaves on and leaving it for the darkness, if you will. So Andy, any thoughts on crisis before we move on? Mm. I, I'm, re I'm eager to get to the gifts. Uh, yes, I know, right? Yeah, After I mean, we've like talked for just 20 growth. minutes, yeah. right? About hard stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I would encourage families, especially to do this, or if you do it in a classroom or maybe in a small group Bible study to go ahead and interweave things. Don't, it, you don't have to have a strong outline, you know, in the way I presented mm -hmm. it. Um, Cause that's really important again, to hold both things together. Um, and so COVID with Christ, you know, in Jesus, we have greater hope. We have something that is unchanging when the world is full of chaos. We have someone who never cancels on us when everything is canceled. We have someone who can both handle all of our crises and also is never in a state of crisis, is always stable and anchored in our lives. And so we want to rest in Christ in all of this COVID business. And I think that that has been an enduring message that our pastors and our teachers have tried to bring forward for us this year is that, you know, we are not alone in all of this, that Christ is walking with us. Um, so let's see what he's doing a little bit, right? Let's open that up a little bit more. And so COVID gifts, uh, we've talked about this on the show a little bit more, but I've heard a lot of people say that family time has been a gift that they would never exchange. You know, that the idea that, people didn't go to work for months on end uh, while they were still trying and stressed out and doing all the things at home. There were some family moments that they wouldn't have had otherwise. And so I've heard that as a frequent refrain from people. Also, um, COVID gifts are uh, that uh, a change, the recalibration, if you will, and what's important. Um, I was just watching yesterday uh, the Taylor Swift documentary about her new album, uh, Sessions at Long Pond. It's on Disney Plus. I really enjoyed it. Um, it has some cursing, so, you know, 
use your filter and stuff. But at the same time, she uses a quote in there. She talks about how we all kind of sank into COVID and couldn't uh, do our regular thing. You know, you can't show up at a recording studio. You can't do the concerts and things. And so she said, like, if we're going to recalibrate, we better start with the things we love first. And I just thought that was so, uh, so Christ Jesus, <laughs> you know, that if we're going to recalibrate our whole lives, if we're going to have to rethink things, start with what matters, start with the eternal, start with Jesus. Um, and so a lot of people, that's why I created the, um, what I don't want to go back to list, like what, the mm -hmm. things that I can let go of in life, if you will. So what are the, some of the COVID gifts um, and in that grace, I guess, that you have seen too, Andy or Sarah. I, just that, the the time to reflect on what's important, I, having that time, especially early on when everything um, slowed down. Now, granted, it, it didn't necessarily slow down for us here. <laughs> right. um, no. Right. As a matter of right. fact, it's it might right, have picked right. up, might have picked mm -hmm. up a little bit, but uh, when when we did have, time I, there were days when we were probably I, we were busy probably 12 hours a day at a, at, at some points mm -hmm. but um it also brought to light how many wonderful supporters we have of kfu mm -hmm. how many donors mm -hmm. and listeners are so so generous um they were just they were outstanding and uh and so we were able to um by the grace of God, as he worked through those donors, able to continue carrying on the programming here at KFUO and to, to be able to reflect on that and just see, you know, God's word uh, does exactly what he says it will. And uh -huh. uh, mm -hmm. we were able to continue to share it and to have time to reflect on that uh -huh. um, and just to see uh, how eager um, our listeners and our guests were to, to, you know, to continue carrying on our programming here on KFUO was very encouraging too. Um, mm -hmm. I'm going to stop That's because good. I know we only have a minute left and want Sarah to have a chance one to. Minute. One minute, <laughs> one minute, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sarah, do you want to share something and then I'll wrap up with grace and growth real fast? Yeah. I think uh, one of the big gifts was just understanding our relationships even more and being able to rely on friends because my husband and I were holed up in our house for two weeks with COVID yeah. and we had to rely on people. And that was, that was a huge gift for us. And we have a new house. Like that wouldn't have happened probably mm. at this point in our lives before COVID. So that's a huge gift yeah. to us. That is, that's really cool. Well, and grace and growth, um, I, I think they are distinct, even though obviously there's overlap between gifts, grace and growth, but like there are places in COVID where we needed the grace of God in a way that sometimes isn't always technicolor in our lives. Being in our house for three months together at all times um, with very little interaction with the outside world needs a lot of grace, right? There were times that we hurt each other. There were things we said that we wanted to stuff back inside right away. We needed a lot of forgiveness in our families. Um, mm -hmm. Same thing with school administration and all the people in our lives in trying to deal with this is giving a lot of grace to our workers, to our pastors, to our healthcare workers, to all the people, to, to the director of the CDC, you know, we need a lot more grace and we need to keep that going. And then growth, how has God grown you in this process? Just really leaning into that and seeing where he has worked to show you a little bit more of who he is in your life and a little bit more of who he is making you to be. You know, he does really beautiful things in our desperation. 
Um, I talk about that a lot in Altogether Beautiful and the Song of Songs. Uh, and just knowing that it is in our lowest points that God brings some of our greatest growth. And that's really a beautiful thing. That wraps up our Mental Health Monday. So sorry we are out of time. You've been listening to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth.